the relationship between an account and the uh, bank, actually, it's that relationship that governs those banks. It's you as the banker or the owner of the bank and the bank. I think in terms of the uh, Financial Intelligence Act as well, the banks have a responsibility to look at the activities of every bank, and if things are suspicious, I think they will close the bank to get your attention so that you can come into account. And we should also remember that there is also the, 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 the banking act wherein a person is not allowed to take deposits. And then that is also done in the background of all the uh, money laundering things and issues of uh, funding terrorism. I think the banks are just included in saying that if there's an activity that they don't understand, then they will close the bank or they will suspend the bank until the person comes to the fore to talk to them and say what is happening within the bank. I think that's that relationship that is how you make other banks to be suspended. There is a relationship between a client and a bank, and we've seen that there are terms and conditions for which every person that holds a bank account has to abide with. And in this relationship, I think there is also the Financial Intelligence Act and also there's the Banking Act, wherein if the activities of a bank are suspicious, in terms of now, when you look at the background of uh, issues of, fine, of money laundering and uh, issues of uh, funding terrorism, the banks have a cause to say that if there's something that's untoward in terms of what other activities within that, they cannot suspend that account. And the person can then come to the bank and say why they think that the, uh, the account should be left open and all that. So that is the owner's it's the responsibility between the bank and the client based on what is happening in that account. So what exactly is illegitimate about the donation scheme as Triple M is referred to? Um, Sakina, what is really said about what Dion has said is that um, they want a declaratory order. We are really looking forward to that, and I want to put it in record. We have since received that, um, their motion or their intention to go to court on an email, and that is three weeks back. And even for now, they are talking about that in public without serving us appropriately. All of us, we are waiting for that service because we want to know exactly what is the grip. And then um, what is important is that when you go to their um, website right now, you will see that they are offering returns of 30%, which is 20%. It's exactly 23% above the repo rate. And the act says that anything that offers such return is a multiplication scheme. It is prohibited. And on that score now, again, the recruiter, if you go back and check on their website again, there is something that says that if you recruit somebody, you are entitled to a 10%. So if now everybody that recruits above the chain, they are entitled to a 10%, how is that a donation to individuals? And why would people be getting returns on the money that they will deposit to that scheme? And uh, that is really the sad part, Sakina, because now you get people that are defending a system which they call an alternative economy, wherein some people are reaping the benefits. But then when people now don't get people to recruit, what happens to the people that would have loaned the money to go and invest because they are looking for this 30% return. You go out there where in the publicized there is a 30% return. There's nothing that says that it's a donation scheme. So what is likely to happen to people's monies now, these accounts that have been frozen? What's going to happen with that? 
uh, it will be for them now to go and account to the bank to say where did they get the money, where is the money going to. And I, I, I think in terms of your, your, your banking act and all that, they will have to account in terms of those acts. And then as well, um, there I think it will be within the, 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 the law sector in terms of now issues of money laundering and also on issues of either maybe misleading and defrauding other people because if it's 200 people to say that they are donating, like for now they say it's a donation, then come clear so that the people don't go out and even borrow so that they get this returns of 30%. Because if really South Africans are that rich, we should be really all of us living above the poverty line wherein we can just donate money to other people that are really unfortunate. Why? Are they allowed, if there is really a donation, to say bring in your money? Because you cannot as well just donate to people that you need along the street. So what are the chances of people actually getting that money back that has been uh, from the accounts that have been frozen? Um, that is for them now, as uh, the, the clients of the bank, to go to the bank and say, this is what I'm doing with the money, this is where the money comes from, so they're actually the money, they can actually claim the money if it's legitimately theirs. So they are allowed to do that in terms of the Banking Act. Let them go to the banks and clear that matter. But I think that as um, all of us that are regulators within our sphere, from us as the National Consumer Commission, the issues of a multiplication scheme is very clear. And if we have a referral system wherein people will earn interest for recruiting other people into the scheme, for us now, that actually tells you that it is a pyramid scheme. So whatever way, we are still waiting for uh, the, the, the community to come to us with clear papers. We have been trying to investigate and serve them so that they can stop the practice. If they come out clear and they come to the open, they can even come to the commission as of tomorrow and engage with us so that we can talk to them. But if they went through the court route, we are really waiting to be served properly so that we can deal with the matter out in the open and then there can be maybe messages sent that are clear and direct to the people. We're going to go to a representative of Triple M South Africa, Dion Janser van Rensburg, who filed court papers against the National Consumer Commission, and he joins us on the line now. Good morning, and thank you so much for your time. Good morning. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks now, for having me. Dion, you filed, fa- you filed uh, papers in the High Court against the National Consumer Commission, the Commissioner of the South African Police Service, as well as the National Prosecuting Authority, uh, uh, because uh, you want Triple uh, M to be declared legitimate. Have you heard anything from uh, that action? Well, um, uh, the, the papers was uh, handed to the deputy sheriffs to, to serve on the, on the respondents. Uh, but we have not had the return of service from the from the deputy sheriffs as yet. So uh, it is in the process. It either has been served, and the papers are in the process of being uh, returned to us, uh, or alternatively, it's in the process of being served on them. So, what exactly? What sort of relief are you looking uh, for from the courts? How are they going to help you in this regard? Well, um, you know, we, we're bringing a declar- uh, an, an order for the declaratory order that court declared in, uh, that uh, that uh, MMM is not a, a Ponzi scheme as alleged by the NCC. And I might just add here that uh, the Consumer Protection uh, Act does not 
uh, even referred to a Ponzi scheme, it refers to three different schemes. There's actually four sections, section 43, 3, 4, and 5, that deals with that, and then uh, section 43.6 that says uh, that the minister has also got the right to declare uh, any operation to be a, a, a scheme as envisaged in uh, the, the sections 3, 4, uh, or subsections 3, 4, and 5. So if Triple M isn't now, we, we, a Ponzi scheme, what exactly is it? Well, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> a Ponzi scheme is a very wide uh, definition, and as I say, there's, there's no definition in the Act to say actually what is a Ponzi scheme. The Act only referred to a pyramid scheme, a multiplication scheme, or a chain letter scheme, and then uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, six, uh, uh, scheme, any other scheme that the Minister may declare to fall under those uh, categories. Uh, so it's unclear to us what actually the, the National Consumer Council uh, means by this, whether it's a pyramid scheme or a multiplication scheme or a chain letter scheme, and therefore in our papers we've addressed and compared MMM with what the Act uh, uh, defines these schemes to be. So what is Triple uh, I, 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 May I, pardon? What is Triple M exactly? Triple M is a mutual aid donation exchange scheme. And uh, or, or platform, and uh, you know, to begin to explain to you what MMM uh, uh, is in that uh, context, uh, I think you first have to understand what the alternative economy is. Uh, we have the formal economy, and that economy has failed our people. South Africans in 2015, in terms of the report filed uh, in con- uh, by the by the World Bank and the IMF, International Monetary Fund was the biggest borrowers in the world in 2015. 86% of all South Africans borrowed money in 2015. The formal economic or the uh, the formal economy has shackled our people in debt. If you talk to anybody that is a participant in MMM, the main objective for for, for joining this this uh, uh, group and associating themselves with this group is the objective to get out of the shackles of debt. Now, you know what? It's interesting to note that if you watch Bloomberg or CN, uh, CSNB on, 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 on radio or sometimes CNN, they don't refer to the banks anymore as banks. They refer to them as lenders because that's what it is. There are no more banks. There's only lenders. And they create money out of thin air and then they, uh, they lend it recklessly to people. That's why African Bank failed. It's not the fact that they lend the, the money to the people. They had no risk because they create this money out of thin air and then they lend it out to people so they can afford to charge 21% on a credit card and if half of that debt fails, then they still make a huge profit of 11% of mm. the money that they've borrowed out. But and, and, and that is what the formal economy is. So there's an alternative economy developing that is growing at 100% per annum. It's doubling. It has got its own money system. It's got its own banking system. And within that formal economy, uh, that informal economy or that alternative economy, MMM has, be, has become a social economic system for helping people 
to get out of their financial problems. All right, fair enough. But does it not bother you that uh, Sergei Mavrodi, the founder of an equivalent of Triple M, was um, not only arrested for fraud and tax evasion, but that the Russian version of this Triple M scheme actually collapsed in 1994? Doesn't that bother you? (laughs) Well, have you got the background to why it collapsed? I, I think the media should first investigate it. Mr. Mavodi wrote a book which says Temptation, the son of Lucifer. And if you get hold of that book and you go and read it, then you'll understand why that system actually collapsed. And it's nothing less than what is happening now in South Africa. Now, let me, let me say this. If I today start spreading a rumor backed by the media that APSA Bank is about to collapse because Barclays PLC is selling its shareholding in APSA, and the media starts spreading that rumor. What do you think is going to happen to APSA? So you're saying it It'll collapsed close because its doors of... within three hours. Because people will run on that bank to get their money out of it. Now you have to understand that that is not what MMM is about. MMM is not an investment scheme. It doesn't offer a return on investment or interest. MMM is a, is a system whereby people who are prepared to donate money to those who are less fortunate is connected with people who are in need of assist, financial assistance. And, and you know, what I can't understand is if people look at this at the system and do bother to go and read what stands there, how can I lose money that I have freely given away to somebody else? I have donated it. You've donated the money. Are you yourself a member if, of this if I, if I stop this morning on my way to my office at the intersection and there's somebody that stands with a little tin uh, collecting money and I give the money to him. Can I go back to him tomorrow and say, give back my money? So are you yourself a member of the scheme? Pardon? Are you yourself a member of the scheme? I, I have tested this, this, the, the system uh, in, under, in order to understand what it's all about and how it functions. So, so uh, uh, yes. And, 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 and just a quick one on, on these accounts that have been frozen. Are they actual bank accounts or, um, you know, are these online? No, no, no. Every, online? Every, every, every participant in MMM has what we call a, a back office, his personal office. And in that personal office, there is uh, his, his transactions, his donations are recorded. And once a person makes a a donation to somebody, he's rewarded. You see, this is a social economic system, a a welfare system, which has not got the the backing of government or or, uh, government institutions. And, and, you know, quite frankly, if I donate my money to an NGO uh, for the purposes of, uh, let's say, an orphanage, we sick and tired of that because... Between 40 and 60% of the money that I denote to the NGO will, will actually reach the people it's meant for. The rest is going into office rent and cars and petrol and employees' salaries and, and that nonsense. In MMM, every cent that I donate to somebody reaches the person who needs it.